0: Welcome to the Dating Counselor Podcast. I'm your host, Lonnie Harmon, and I am so totally, like, totally pumped. I'm getting to get my full-on Utah accent on because I have two very beautiful guests with me today, Tiana and Bethany, and they're here to talk about the Fair Moon Experiment that they conducted last fall amongst their friend group. You're not going to want to miss this episode because you are going to hear about how they actually all bought t-shirts. And created their own scent to then match. I mean, that's like something I've never heard of before. <laughs> You're not gonna wanna miss this episode. So let's get this going. Okay, I'm so excited that you guys beat it here today. Thank you so much for taking your time to record this episode with me. Let's. Dive in. I want to hear like the genesis of this experiment. Like, where did who thought of this? How did this come to be?
1: Okay, I need to give credit to Jari Santos because back in DC, um, she had wanted to host this party, but we didn't have enough people for it to be effective. And I told her I would give her credit for this idea that I have been holding on to for five years, waiting until enough people knew I was normal that I could host this party without people thinking I was nuts. Um, And I don't remember how I reached out to Bethany asking her to, do you remember,
2: Bethany? You know, there's a little bit of revisionist history that might be going on in my own brain about this because in part I'm like, oh, was that my idea or Tiana's idea? And then I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure Tiana was like, I have this weird idea. And immediately I was like, yes, we're doing the weird idea.
0: That sounds right. So does any of this come about, like, while you're going, gosh, dating is exhausting, I'm sick of swiping, meeting people in person isn't working, let's try something different? Or, like, how did your friend in Washington, D.C., like, this like a late, we're tired conversation that's like, you know what would be cool?
1: So I think my friend in D.C. had heard about this vaguely on the Internet somewhere, that pheromone parties were a thing. And we all got super pumped on it. And everyone else was like, you're just tired. We're not doing this. Um, but it did come in part from nobody in our friend group is dating. Why aren't they dating? What if we could love each other, but we just don't realize it? Ooh, I love If that. we just smelled some t-shirts, it would open our minds.
0: Well, let's talk about the science of pheromones. Okay, so pheromones are basically like the scent that you give off that is just your scent. Like if you think of this... Um, scent that you know like I smell the scent and this reminds me of how my home smells or this reminds me of like my mother this scent is the scent of of my whatever right there is a pheromone that we give off and this is what I think of as the spark so to speak but I think the spark is a little bit of a I don't know urban legend that's like a long spiraling staircase of conversation we could go on later but the point being that there is some chemistry that comes off in like Does somebody smell good to you? Do do they make you want to lean in physically, hold their hand, like stroke their hair, you know, those types of things. Like there's a smell that we give off.
2: I think it's super interesting that somehow it's connected to this primal part of us that's looking for genetic
0: diversity. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a thing for me with smells Right? And that's sometimes one of those tells that you're saying, like, I just, I'm not that into them. They just don't smell good to me. The smell test. It's a real thing. So, I mean, this is just, I guess, another little side bar, like, hygiene matters. <laughs> 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 Brushing your teeth. Please don't make yourself uh, perfume. too strong. Yeah, don't be too strong, but neither strong in the too strong of a scent or too strong of a body odor scent.
2: But I think that's interesting, though, because it is, like, the musk, that is, I think, where the pheromones are strongest and where even, I mean, that was something that we discovered. Like, there were some people that were, like, very off-put by certain mm. scents. And then there were others that were
0: like, no, give this to me. I want that smell more. You know what's so funny? This is just triggering my brain. Um, when my husband, like, sweats, he smells like buttered popcorn to me. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Very specific. At the very specific, and I'm, I remember being like, "Oh, you smell like buttered popcorn," and he was like, that's psycho." But I'm glad that <laughs> that's I'm yeah. he's like, "Do you like buttered popcorn?" I was like, "I do," <laughs> although there are, you know, obviously he doesn't always. It's just like a, a yard work smell, <laughs> but there is this, uh, this, this piece that just is. I like that where you say like our back to our primal selves.
2: Yeah, because the grossest smell to like, oh, I smell gross. It's like, no, you smell great. I'm into that. So
0: (laughs) Right. Maybe we don't smell good to ourselves. Uh Uh So this originates in, uh, you know, a friendship back east. And it is, you know, in your brain for about five years. And suddenly you say to this friend group that is not dating each other. Hey, guys, I know I have this great idea. And tell us what's the idea. What's the what do you do?
1: Okay, so the concept is that we had everyone order the same T-shirt. And for science, it had to be the exact same T-shirt. Same size, same color, everything. So we gave everyone a link, and they had to order a T-shirt and then wear it to sleep for two weeks. Some people went too far, wore it to the gym. Uh, Very potent smells. Um, I told them not to. I told them not to. That's fine. Some didn't listen. They were really determined to figure out if people liked their smell. Um, Slept in it for two weeks. And then came to this party, and we anonymized everything, um, sorted them into bags, and put them in little paper bags. And everyone came and smelled each bag. And then our friend Benja Pete, Benji we Pete. will call him because I don't know if he wants to go by Ben or Pete on this podcast, um, <laughs> designed an app to uh, let people scan a QR code, go to a little website where it would
0: let them rank the smells of each shirt and then just like put the shirt i'm thinking like a lunch sack like paper bag kind of thing roll it up you put like a number on it Mm -hmm. and then people would go in and they would rank this like number 14 is my favorite smell number three is my second favorite like that kind of thing
1: kind of it was there were so many shirts that instead of ranking them compared to each other we just had a five point scale so it was i think heck yes yes uh Sure, sure, sure was
2: the yes. And then it was yeah. like, or maybe it was sure was the middle. So, yeah, it was like, yes,
0: yes. Yeah, I'm neutral. No, and heck no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. OK, well, let's let's uh, let's unpack. We're going to come back in and we're going to get deep into this uh, experiment. The Dating Counselor podcast season five is brought to you by Bonded. Bonded is Utah's first permanent jeweler. It was created by two childhood best friends that wanted an exciting bonding experience, you know, like getting a friendship tattoo, but you know, with less commitment when they couldn't find a bonding experience like that, they created one and they created it with permanent jewelry. Permanent jewelry is unique because it doesn't have a clasp and it's custom fit to you. So it's bonded onto you with a spark or with a flame. I really love the beautiful jewelry that they offer. You can do chain jewelry and they released recently their own exclusive bonded bangles. All of their jewelry is 14 karat gold or sterling silver and it can be worn every day. I'm always talking with you guys about connection and bonded jewelry I feel like is this really unique way to remind yourself of someone special that you're then bonded to or maybe a significant life event, or even a commitment that you've made. I really know that you're going to love bonded jewelry as much as you love the meaning behind it. Learn more about them on Instagram at bondedbracelets or head over to bondedbracelets.com to schedule your bonding experience. Okay, so set the stage for me. Like, how did you get people to sign up for this? What does this look like as they're walking into, what, like, your house? Where does this and go? Okay. We have a Facebook event that was created,
2: and all of the information is on the event. And Tiana created, like, a little event info part, talking about, okay, this is what's going to happen. If you want to participate, you need to buy this shirt. You need to wear it for a week beforehand. Bring it. We were very specific, like bring it in a bag just so it could like retain its smell. We didn't really use like those bags. Those people didn't bring them in bags and it didn't matter because we had the sacks. And so coming into the house, people had their shirt with them. And it really was kind of like a choose in. And we... Did like alerts like hey you have this much time to buy your shirt if you haven't bought your shirt yet you're pretty much have like today to order it like we had the link to amazon if people wanted to buy it there we also had instructions of how they could buy it directly from the company if they were amazon resistant so we thought of everything but we had like when they came into the door um i was i was at the kitchen table doing kind of check-in and so people would come and i would like basically assign the number to no i didn't do the number to the shirt i just like checked them in took their shirt and put it like put their name so on one bag put their name on it whether it was the bag they brought or if they needed a bag Mm -hmm. whatever i just like made sure that their name was on the outside of the bag which is something they could have done themselves um but if they didn't then i did it for them we just checked them in i just also want to be clear that this was not exclusively like a social event for only people that knew each other. Like you referenced it as like this friend group and truly it was like, Hey Tiana, we have like a slight concentric circle of our Venn diagram of people that we know. So you invite the people, you know, I'll invite the people I know. Let's just try to invite as many people as possible who want to choose into this experience. And so I do feel like we got
0: uh, a good mix of people that may have not met each other previously. And how many and what was your age range? Like how many people came and then what was kind of your age range?
1: We had, so we had four hosts. We had 100 people uh, sign up and 96 and and participated. That's incredible.
0: Uh, Yeah. That's a very high number for a game night-ish. This was
2: in like November. So we also went through the trouble of getting like heating lamp
1: things for the outside space because this house is big, but it's. But we didn't expect 100 people no. to be into this weird science experiment with no. us. So, yeah, we drove around uh, picking up outdoor heating lamps that Bethany had tracked down through her many connections. Um, yeah, 100 people, 96 that ended up participating.
2: There's a few that came to the event just because they wanted to come to the event or like, oh, I couldn't buy the shirt, but I want to come socialize. So there were still some then. Mm-hmm. But we we tried to be pretty much like, if you're coming you're playing. Mm -hmm. This is not a spectator sport. We would like you to participate. And so um, it was more the exception to the rule that people came without participating in the smelling. So in my mind, this, I took it just about as seriously as I do most dating apps. I'm like, yeah, if something happens, cool, great. Like I'm not putting a ton of stock in it. And I think it was more the novelty of it and more of the like, this is creative. I'm going
0: to support creativity. I'm going
2: to support something that's different than the norm. Well,
0: it's kind of like the love is blind idea, except for that it's just a smell. Like we're not going to do conversations. There's no wall. There's no like quasi engagement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big reveal. It's just your sniffer is going to be the tell.
1: Right. And it's a one evening investment in the mm-hmm. experiment. Like it's super easy. It's very low risk. And one thing our environment helped with is We actually had a lot of people getting each other's numbers just milling about near the charcuterie board because it was the easiest event to start a conversation at as everyone just turned and looked at each other and they were like, well, this is weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Go home, smell you later. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Don't know if I'll recognize you.
2: But yeah, I think like and and from my own personal experience, uh, I guess we'll get into kind of how the matches worked later. But when I got my list of matches you asked about the demographic and ages. I, I think I matched with many men that were like ten years younger than I and I was like, Yeah, that's great. You smell real great, but I'm not going that route for myself. But there And then there was also as a tall woman at six one and a half, many that were much shorter than I and um and so like my my results were maybe not as like, ooh, look at all the possibilities, but I had like scanned and in the process of people checking in and been like, "Mm, I'm going to talk to that guy, ended up connecting with that person and going on a date with them later. So it was more, yeah, you just take control. You just make it happen. (laughs) No, (laughs) No, it was. So I I think that there were a lot of people that were like, this is weird. But also I'm going to like try to keep tabs on the people that I'm connecting with emotionally because we know that the
0: chemistry physically is not the full part. Yeah, phase two of the experiment is write each other a love letter. And which one speaks to you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then when we got to the part
2: of actually sniffing the shirts we had at first we were trying to like make it a limited number of
0: people down there because we didn't want to crowd it out so like our men's so this is a heterosexual thing just i should also say like not that it can not be done the way but this is this was the intention there and were there like men's shirts in one room and women's shirts in another room so like totally separate rooms and we're like piled high and people are just going around how many people in the room at a time did we have like I think we
1: had six or so little bags of coffee beans that were your ticket to the downstairs so that you could smell them in between shirts to clear your palate. Oh, that's a nice idea. Yeah. We were like very the, serious about the science. The yeah.
0: bouncer at the door, too, being like, you can go in.
1: Yeah.
2: You're- and then and then it kind of got to the point where we're like, whatever, go on down. You can share coffee bean satchels. Like, we don't need it to be as specific. And so it, for some people, it was like, wow, that room's really crowded. I'm going to wait a second. Or, <laughs> mm-hmm. But the men... Oh, man, it was so funny because the women's shirts that were on the table in the room, like just watching the men go from like bag to bag, pull it out, smell like there wasn't conversation so much between them as they were doing their thing and, you know, pulling out their phone and, you know, rating it according to <laughs> it's like a very quiet. It little, was so- very funny. They were like all quiet and serious. And then there was like
1: the women's room that was all so- Or full volume. Yeah. (laughs) You'd hear one fascinating thing is one girl would pick up a bag and be like, that smells so good. And she'd just want to sit with that shirt for a minute. And she'd put it down. And the next girl would pick it up, take a whiff, and gag. No. Yes.
2: There was a few. Yeah. There were some that
0: was universally like that, And then there were some that were very mixed. Yeah. Wow. And the women are talking, and they're kind of then comparing and contrasting what smells good to them and what doesn't. That is so fascinating. Um, Gosh, I want to just dive into what each of them smelled like. I want to see if you guys can describe. Let's pause here for a second, because I just need to digest for a second, like this visual of the guys just being like quiet and the women being like, oh my gosh, you should date this one because it smells so good to you. I'm so excited for you. And the other guys being like, I can't tell anybody this one smells good because then they'll want it. I'm just going to keep this to myself. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> hold
2: Or that it just wasn't a social thing for them to be like, oh, check this one out. But because girls are more like, let's connect verbally. (laughs) Very serious endeavor
0: for the men. Yeah. Okay, so you guys participated in this experiment as well. So what did it smell like to you?
1: I learned that I do not have a great sniffer because I could not smell anything on 90% of the shirts. (laughs)
2: did <laughs> they were giant shirts and i don't think that there was as much like contact with the material to people's armpits which i think for some people are like eh, i can't really smell so i'm just gonna you know put whatever number i want
1: yeah and some people were really generous with the non-smellers like they were like this person doesn't stink to me so maybe i could love them and then there were people who said if i can't smell them they're not my gal or not my guy. And we're passing that up.
0: And I just went with a nice middle ground and rated them a three. Um. So pause here. Tiana, have you noticed that you're attracted to men in their for their scent in other times? Like, you can't smell these guys. But, like, if you do smell a guy, you're like, I have to date him.
1: Yes. <gasps> Which is weird. Right? Mm-hmm. Because I could not smell. And maybe it was just the overwhelm of so many smells happening. Yeah. And the pressure, I'm not good at that. It's like, it's kind of like the eye doctor office when they're like, this one or this one. And it—and you're like, I'm going to have to live with the consequences of this for <laughs> the right here.
0: There's a boat. There's a plane. There's Alpha Centauri. Yes.
1: Or <laughs> um, yeah, Whereas even watch. more pressure riding on this. Am I going to get a date with this person or not? Um. But yeah, I have noticed that pheromones make a big difference for me in my dating life personally. Like, there have been men that I wish I could love. And I just can't like I just have no desire to be close to them and then there have been men that I'm like I should not be
0: into you like and yet you smell so good to me yes
1: here we are <laughs> that's so funny
2: how about you Bethany I I mean I'm just reflecting on your original question of what things what did it smell like and I know sometimes it was like wow this smells like someone just B.O. and then sometimes it was like wow this smells like a good musk and sometimes it was like I'm, I'm trying to recall like Specific
0: descriptive words, and I did. He, any of the men smell like floral or like, oh, I didn't, you know, feel... like floral. I'm thinking like the old spice sense, like pine. No, was. some smell really doused in cologne.
1: cologne. Yeah, those were cheater people. people. We gave them a hard pass, <laughs> yeah, because if you cheated on this experiment, we don't want to date you. Exactly. <laughs>
2: no, but it was, I, I know that there was gag reflex for me on a few where I was like "What?" like that is not and so I don't I don't know if it was so much like this smells like poop or if it just smelled like nasty po. but Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's been a minute since we did the smelling I do remember that it was overwhelming to smell that many shirts so it was fairly balanced men to women I would say
1: I think it was a 40 to 60, which is way better than most events get. Like we had 60 women and 40 men-ish because it was 96 instead of 100. Right.
2: So I was smelling like 20 less shirts than the dudes were, but I was like with a headache afterward for sure.
0: (laughs) A lot of man smell. smell. A lot of
2: man smell. But we acknowledge that our homegrown science experiment is going to have like
0: some flaws maybe not be the most accurate like representation. Yeah. I mean if you're gonna publish this in like, you know, the Harvard Review or something, we would something different but study. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like in general you got really good participation and you had really good uh, results coming in. So let's break it down. You have these different categories and tell us about the results. So we emailed people these results and what they got in their
1: email saying here's who you've matched with was Uh, The name of the person, their contact info, their height and their age so that nobody had to go on a date to realize they were on a date with someone 20 years older than them.
2: And maybe I influenced the like, hey, they should tell what their height is because maybe that might be important.
0: It kind of goes back to that primitive instinct thing, I think, when you just feel like (laughs) I want to feel like the masculine feminine dynamic where I feel protected and not like I'm being the one to protect.
2: Sure. So we gathered those demographic information in the sign up that was part of the Google form that was part of the Facebook event page. So them giving us all that info.
0: came. So you at the time didn't reveal the results. It wasn't like everyone got an email while they're sitting in the room chomping on the chartered board.
1: That was the goal. And I still wish we could have done that, but it just took way longer than we expected. A lot of participation. Yeah. Yeah. We did not expect people to actually show up. So oh, um, I did. I knew they would come. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany had faith in the science. Um, but yeah, it took a little longer. We'll do some refining if we do this again
0: to speed up the process. I mean, if we win, like when I'm coming. I want to do this. Like, I want to watch this. Like, this is like the new reality TV show. Yeah. Forget dating apps. Forget dating apps. It's pheromones.
1: Yeah. So funny. Um, but we had 96 participants, um, 59 women. 37 men, 3,925 total sniffs, uh, 322 heck no ratings, 795 no thanks ratings, 1,031 sh- no opinion ratings, uh, 1,356 sure ratings, and only 421 heck yes ratings. Um, so we only matched people if they gave either a sure or a heck yes, both of them.
0: And so just to finish the sentence, it's sure I would go out with them? Yeah. Or like, sure, I like that smell. Sure. Oh, okay. So it's like, sure, I like that smell. I could lean into getting to know them in person or something. Yeah. okay.
1: Open to it. Um, And we had 388 total matches. Most people got at least one match. The people who didn't mostly were people who hadn't given uh, yes ratings to anybody. So, you know, they kind of tanked
0: themselves there. So 33 strong matches. What does that mean? That means they both gave each other a heck yes. Wow, that's a lot. That's a high number.
2: I don't think that the email showed what the rating was. I believe it was more sanitized, like, here's this person, here's their contact info, height, and, you know, age. But being a part of the planning committee definitely took liberty to contact Benja Pete to be like, hey, tell me my direct stats. How many were... (laughs) Specifically with the guy that I had connected with at the party that I was interested in getting to know better. It was like, hey, did we rate each other?
0: What's-? And also I was like, give me his phone number. I'm going to... But that's another question I had is like, do you... Um, so was there like a rule like he is supposed to call or you're supposed to call or you no. have to respond...
1: We didn't set any rules. Again, our original plan was for them to, like, get an email while they're all standing at the party. And that would have made things a little bit easier. But we just kind of gave them the information and said, do with this what you will. And then I don't know about you, Bethany, but I proceeded to follow up with every one of my friends and say, have you asked any of your matches out yet? Have you asked any of your matches out yet? Did you follow up on this science experiment? Because it doesn't work if you don't actually go out with them. but yeah, we kind of just let people take it from there on whether they wanted to actually go on a date.
2: I think that you can have the same level of apathy as you do with any match that you get on a swiping dating app where you're like, oh, we matched, whatever. Or you can be like, hey, let's...
0: let's it's interesting that. to me that people are looking for more of a, 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 you know, statistical probability that we could work out. In this case, you know, um, smell probability that we would work out. But then... at the end of the day it's still the behavior of following up and if you don't follow up it's just not happening like that's where dating I think gets so frustrating and hard it's because it's whose job is it to follow up how soon what do you say what do you text what's too needy what's not enough and this whole game or quotes of game which I don't like game but that is where I think love goes to die because you just there's so much potential that is just lost and they well I don't feel enough and so I'm not going to do anything
1: yeah One thing that was also a little bit frustrating to me, just the number of people who very quickly looked at the list and then stalked each person on social media and then decided, oh, I'm not going to ask any of them out because I really think we need to get over the I'm only dating the most photogenic people problem.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with you. There's people I think are just so much more complex than a photo would ever give you. And I think that people are making so much judgment call based on that photo quality and like what they anticipate in their head the match would be like. To me, it's similar to like if you go on a first date and it's a maybe, like maybe you need to go two or three more so that you can really get a little bit more deeply connected and see if there is potential there.
1: Yeah. And people are better in 3D too, like almost universally. I actually know several couples who met on Zoom during the pandemic and had zero interest in each other and then ended up meeting up through, you know, work or some one was in a book club and they met up and realized, oh, this person is way hotter in real life. <laughs> and I feel like if we would give each other that chance and that um, rather than going off of that judgment of how curated is your social media
0: profile, uh, we'd have a lot more possibility before us. Well, and the hotness lies also like going back to, sorry, going back to like the pheromones, right? I mean, in real life, you're going to be smelling them and you're going to be able to see their mannerisms and see how they carry themselves in that 3D form and that really big component to the connection. And we're, we're we have so many choices. We're trying to use these filters to help us like separate from all the abundant opportunities. And I don't know that we're always using the right separation tools. And if you keep using the same separation tools and dividing tools and they're not working, you got to change them. You got to change them. And I'll just speak to like that it is just an exhausting process
2: if you've been at it for a while. You know, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of people's emotions that get very, uh, I don't know, It it's vulnerable to feel hopeful. It's vulnerable to feel excited and to have any ounce of that going in and then to repeatedly feel disappointed or to feel rejected. So I get why the generation that I live in struggles with this. And I also get why people that are working professionals who have a more established sense of self and have a more established schedule or way that they invest their time, it's it's kind of like not a guarantee that a first date is going to be a pleasant experience or a filling experience. It's way more of a guarantee if i go hang out with this good friend of mine or get in you know that i'll that i'll have an experience that is going to fill my cup and so i i know from my own life there are periods of time where i'm where i have more bandwidth to approach dating where i have like okay i'm i'm able to get out there and meet people and have it be a draining experience because I have more energy to give to that right now versus other times when it's like, not there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think having like a creative way of filtering out or creating connections or possibilities was, I mean, that doesn't solve anything. The whole psychology behind dating still exists. And the people that came were more, um, I think, intrigued or fascinated
0: by the novelty of it. Well, I mean, it asks you to be brave. And trying something different asks you to be brave. And we had 96 people that were willing to be brave. And I think you guys were the leaders of being brave. I think that's amazing. Um, I understand that you cracked the code for this uh, demographic and what the issue is. So um, we're going to talk about that in just a second. Don't miss it. Okay, so break it down. What's the issue here?
1: Okay. I think, well, we didn't solve all of our problems, but we did. <laughs> I'm eager to hear how we solved any problems. Go for it, Tiana. <laughs> we baby solved this demographics commitment issues with showing up to an event. Um, as someone who hosts a lot of events, I can tell you that you never have any idea how many people are going to show up, no matter how great your event is. And no matter, you could do the exact same invites, you could have the same number of competing events going on and. Any given evening, and you just have no idea who's going to come. But we had, I think, 100 people sign up and 96 people come, which is amazing. And I think the secret was one, it was novel uh, and just so weird that people had to show up to see what it was about, right? Like nobody has been to a pheromone party before. Um, so people were excited and since we told them you have to participate in order to come, they were willing to participate and show up just to see. Um, and I think also there was this buy-in. It wasn't a major buy-in. I think the shirt was like 15 bucks? I feel like it was eight. Yeah, I think it was cheap. It was not expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It was a cheap little buy-in, but you had to commit ahead of time by buying that shirt. And then you'd invested in the process by wearing this shirt for two weeks So you don't want to blow off this party when you've already gone through the trouble of sleeping for two weeks Um, and you've already purchased this $8 t-shirt and everyone's been talking about this party that's coming up and how weird it's going to be for weeks. Um, So, yeah, I think that was our biggest win from the party was, you know, sadly, I haven't heard of anyone getting into a relationship from this party
2: we haven't gathered data. We don't know.
1: We don't know. They could be married. It's Utah. <laughs> you, Doc. Who knows? We do need to do a follow-up survey. But I think that idea of, like, how do we make an event something that people will actually show up to, and also how do we get people to talk to each other at the event and meet new people by having a bunch of different co-hosts and by creating an environment where people have an easy
0: conversation starter, Um well, yeah. it seems like the you had two buy, like, you have the literal buy-in. Yeah. And then you have, like, you, you, you check the box of pre-contemplation because everyone's, like, having to think through what it's going to be like and how they're going to show up and how they're going to have to block out their night and et cetera because they were trying this shirt on and wearing it for two weeks. But then at the event, you also have the people are here because they want to know about dating. They are there because they're identifying themselves as saying, like, I'm not dating anybody right now and I would like to know who I should date so you have the buy-in of like people identifying themselves without having to identify themselves as being single and available
2: i i do I do also um tend to find myself planning events, and I really resonate with what Tiana just shared about like having some sort of a investment in the process. and I do feel like um, yeah, we did find a way to like hype it up and make it something that people were curious about. And I'm just now reflecting, like probably there was more spontaneous talking with people that they hadn't met before because we, I don't know if people knew when they were going to get their results, but they're probably like, Ooh, that person's cute. I'm going to go find their name. We did name tags having a chance to like kind of canvas the crowd and be like, who is here? Mm-hmm. And am I going to recognize that person's name on my list when it comes to me in the, in the results? Like mm-hmm. I think that that, also, created more mixing,
1: I yep. would say. Agreed. And I think that idea of everyone here is single and available and to some degree looking is interesting because I think people are kind of scared of those events most of the time. Uh, like, nobody wants to go speed dating because they think it's desperate, but, and nobody wants to go to, yeah, just any singles event for that's, um, for the purpose of meeting someone. For some reason, we have a really weird, I don't want people to know that I
0: want to meet somebody. Yes, this transparency piece in in our demographic is so mind-boggling to me. Uh, It's even when you are a couple, we don't want other people to know that we're a couple. Well, why not? I'm interested in you, but I can't let you know that I'm interested in you. I've got to hold back and I've got to disguise and mask all of that emotion that I'm carrying around with me because if you know, then what? Then that always feels nice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would like to know when people like me. Right. I think that feels really nice. And I think it's because when people know, then they suddenly feel this responsibility with it. And the responsibility is to just be kind. It's not necessarily that you have to like them back to that same level of emotion at this exact moment. It's to be kind with it. And if it's a possibility, discover. Take some time to discover if, if your feelings for them could be there and they could um, someplace match. But there's this this thing where people feel like they have to have their feelings on the exact same page at the exact same time all the time and then they'll be in love and really it's you're you're usually pretty off you're usually pretty you know someone's more interested in another and it's just this um is your intention to grow is your intention to you know get there are you curious enough are you going to put some investment and behavior and some time into it if you are then that's you know i can i can allow that to build the anticipation i always teach guys i'm like if you can just say to her, like, I'm interested, I'm curious, what that does is it opens up the opportunity in her mind to th- discover, well, I wonder what it would feel like to be liked by him. And therein lies the pursuit because you're over there saying, like, this is what it'd be like to be with me. Like, I'm kind, I'm fun, I'm sensitive, I'm daring or whatever. And she's over here going like, oh, that feels good to me. That doesn't. This is where I would want have a conversation. And she starts growing her anticipation and connection by you being like secure enough to say, like, I'm into you, girl. And then she gets to decide when she's like, oh, yeah, me too. And then suddenly we are on the same page and we sell off into the sunset. Not quite like that, but that's the idea. I mean, that's how men and women come together. That's just the the basics behind connection. And it's like we're just we're blubbing it all up by being so mysterious about it all the time.
2: Yeah. No, I'm reflecting on what you said. And I do feel like this same group of people could have showed up to someone's like birthday party or like a random Social event, and I I think the tendency usually is to just talk to the people that you already know, or that you've met a few times, or have familiarity with. But because this was primed as a hey, we're we're here and open to being matched up, even if it was more in like a tongue in cheek or like, well, how funny that we're doing this thing, and we're gonna play it off like we're not taking it seriously. But probably there's an underlying like curiosity around mm-hmm. there, so. Yeah, I think it was primed for more of that, like, reaching out
0: openness to possibility. I, I want to say, it seems to me a very age-appropriate adult activity.
1: Okay, thank you, because somebody didn't come because he told me it wasn't an adult enough activity. And I said, you are wrong. This is science. Um, but I agree. I mean, we weren't... Uh, there are a lot of events that feel... Like we're trying to be children still. And I think you can still have fun and things can still be novel and they can be adult and they can uh, facilitate conversation and allow people to socialize rather than being um, an event that just has planned activities like a really structured game night. My worst nightmare, personally, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm trying to actually meet people Um So yeah, I think it was a a good adult activity with a fun twist.
0: Yeah. And I'm I'm like I'm here for game night and stuff. But yeah, sometimes when people force the connection, that can be really hard. And when there isn't even an opportunity, like there needs to be some like there's some guided things, but not everything is guided and scripted the entire time. It's just like this nice balance there. And as far as like activities and planning and things go, I just wanna say this is just like my personal opinion and I'm specifically speaking to everybody that is just like way into these game nights and you know events and things like that like you don't have to go to everything you actually probably shouldn't go to everything like take time for yourself take a night away if you're at everything all the time like you're going to bring yourself out and you're going to feel sad because you're like oh my gosh I've been to 17 events and I haven't met anybody yet like We just do that math in our head. We start feeling despair. Like that's just not a thing. Like take time for yourself, make time for events and things, go to singles events, but then also take time away. um, When people wonder where you are, they're thinking about you. They got to reach out. They got to contact you and, you know, be available for a date more so than going to the event and going to the event. So that kind of leads me into this last question that I have for you. What do you want to say to the men let's specifically target the men that I know there's good men out there I've met them you've met them you know them what's what's the deal with are the good men finding the women and going for it or like what's the deal what's going on with men
1: I'll say two things first of all specific to this experiment I think get to know real women in real life And I know that's a little weird because we were smelling shirts and bags, but rather than doing a scan on social media or even on the dating apps of a curated version of somebody in 2D that doesn't give you a full picture, you know, spend a few minutes at a party talking to somebody new. And then if you're curious, take them on a date and it can be, you know, less than an hour to just get to know a person a little bit better um, rather than filtering them out based on whether or not their friends are professional photographers um, and how involved they are on those social media sites. And then two, I would say uh, to the transparency element, I think uh, secure women are not going to be scared off or uncomfortable by you expressing interest and are going to be grateful because uh, I think As you said, we're all flattered and love it when someone asks us on a date or tells us they're interested. Like that is a great feeling and takes a lot of the anxiety out of dating. Um, I understand that it's hard because rejection hurts and we all go through that sometimes, but I think we all go through that sometimes. And that's a part of dating and um, something we can develop some resilience in as we practice I guess I don't want to say dating is just practice but kind of as we Biz.
0: practice <laughs> <laughs> you know well you're tr- my, my I call it you're trying somebody on for a fit yeah exactly and I feel like that there is a the like burnout is super real and like when you're trying to go on date after date after date after date like it's just gonna get you're gonna get really really tired so you do want to look at you know quality over quantity and making sure that there's like something you might have in common and I think so you know you're looking at the their app or you're looking at, you know, social media or something to see like, oh, we both like the outdoors. Well, OK, so then go meet them in real life. Like, try to find something that you're like, we could build somewhere. We've got something to go on versus like, they're hot, I'm hot, we'll be hot yeah, together. And I
1: like that it was something, not everything. Because I think sometimes we're trying to check all of the boxes really early on. Or we're panicking if not every box is checked. Like I really like rock climbing, and so he has to like rock climbing. Or you know, there are some boxes
0: to look at the boxes as though they are mysteries. Yeah. Like the the deal breakers sometimes to me are like the basics of like, do you want to be married or not married? Do you want to have kids or no kids? Religious, you know, affiliations I think can be an important thing. Just whatever that might be, whether you are or or not. If those things aren't lining up a little bit at the beginning and not that they have to be check 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 but if the intention to have children is like absolutely not i don't want to and you absolutely do then that's something that you're like i don't think we should go down that road but otherwise the boxes should all just be mysteries we are all evolving beings i don't think that as a toddler they were like i like rock climbing you know like they come into these talents and hobbies and interests and things like that and we're we're still discovering ourselves And so looking at someone, you're looking at a snapshot of who they are right now. Well, how did they get there? What's their intention of where they want to go? Because you're looking at someone's, like, span. And I'm more interested in how someone became a hard worker versus the degree they have. Does that make sense? And you can also build something with someone
1: who's really different than you and really different than what you've always pictured yourself with, too. I think the chemistry and the, you know... The choice to build things together is often overlooked by the checkboxes.
2: This comment is maybe not directed towards men specifically, but for everyone, baited graphically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's so much charge around the dating stuff because it, like rejection feels so personal. And I think that what might help us as humans as we are seeking and, you know, trying on for size and trying to find our person is, is developing some of that resilience to recognize that like, it's, it's not so personal if you don't have like compatibility on things that are highly valued. Like we all have our set of values of things that are really important to us. And, and there's going to be more of a compatibility when when there's, like, allowance for those values to to match up or that sort of thing. And so I I guess that, like, there's a tendency to internalize and to feel shame or to feel like I'm bad because this person didn't like me, especially if I was, like, so interested or so excited. So I just, I think that as adults, there's potentially room for us to approach it not like a business interview and not, like, totally detached emotionally, but as, like, a a very... Ernest sort of I'm I'm gonna lean in I'm gonna lean in and just like try to go to the next level deeper and to, to kind of uncover who the authentic self of this person is and to be okay with like if at the end like there's truly some mismatch that's unreconcilable then it doesn't mean that you were bad and it doesn't mean that I was bad and it doesn't mean that anyone did anything wrong it's just like this wasn't the goodness of fit that would be sustainable in the long term. And I think that many people enter into relationships with like the lubricant of hormones and sexual interest that then like, you know, you get into a thing and then like within your marriage, you're like, wow, now we have to work through all these like difficulties. And anyway, so that's like one side of it. And the other side of it is in that process, I feel like there's a tendency to think too many steps ahead and to freak ourselves out because we're, we're already like mapping out. Okay, well, they live in this part of Utah, and I live in this part of Utah. And where would we actually live? Because their jobs are like no, 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 no. That's not what you need to be solving for right now. You, it's more just about like, do and you, did you enjoy your hour date? Do you want to spend another hour with this person? Great. And if we can just like break it down to like, dates are not a long term commitment and especially all of the anticipation I feel like I run into on dating apps where like I'm I'm pretty straightforward on on that platform of like hey I uh I want to meet in person as soon as possible like texting to get to know you is like my version of hell like I'm not doing that so I would prefer to because and and really it's because and I and I don't like go google people and look them up on their profiles because then my brain is creating an idea of who this person is that is never going to match up with the reality of who that person is, even for, for better or for worse. Right. It's never going to have like fidelity with the actual person. And so it that that idea of like like Tiana was saying, like to be in person is a good way to do that, like exploring and I think not just like psyching ourselves out to be like, oh, this is such a big deal. It's like no, it's really just like meeting someone for the first time. If you've, if you've only interacted very briefly, or if you've never interacted, the first meetup, you don't owe each other anything, and it's not called ghosting if you never text each other after that point. <laughs> like you just you you decide, hey, that was fun. I want more of that. I'll cue my interest. I will continue to communicate, or I will, like, gracefully not reach out again you know I just feel like there's there's so much anxiety that I see built up on like this needs to mean something or this is a big deal and I've read all your profile and now I know that I want to
0: you know it just gets so complicated when we are 27 steps ahead of where we are yeah it's about having the relationship in your head versus in real life yep yep, like and solving problems that don't exist or creating problems that don't exist and solving the relationship or having the relationship by yourself in your head, like not having it together with the other person, interfacing with each other in real life and having the dialogue that you need to be able to make decisions. People are just so much more dynamic than we give them credit for. And we're doing a lot of our own deductive reasoning. Uh, by, by dating, we have to make good judgment choices and things that will get us in the situation. But like, as you're saying, you know, we're not supposed to be a fit for everyone. And I, as soon as I learned that concept of like, wait, I, I am not supposed to be liked by every guy because I am not going to like every guy, and that's okay. That's the way it's supposed to be. It's practically you're not gonna, not everybody's gonna smell good to you. They're just not, and that's okay. And let's not take it personally. And these beautiful souls that are just bringing perfume or cologne, they're like, but I just really need everybody to like how I smell. I mean, I appreciate that in the real world, but. I also feel like is there an underlying issue of like a greater need to please people that you're like at my core, my scent, who I really am, like this is me. Take it or leave it. And please notice that people are taking it. Yeah. People are taking it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys, this has been the most fun conversation. I want to have you back on and we're going to talk all things dating and all things that are beautiful and good and true. So thank you so much for being here. Any like last words before we wrap here you can do it (laughs) (laughs) if i win
2: (laughs) just thanks for having us on and letting us reflect on this fun
0: memory that's part of our oh i'm so glad you guys did this experiment and i really want you to do it again and i want to come (laughs) so and this song has been in my head the whole episode that fresh prince so i gotta sign it off with Yo, home. Smell you later. (laughs) Peace out, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Dating Counselor podcast. I'm Lonnie Harmon, and I am a licensed clinical social worker. I'm on a mission to help singles navigate the modern dating world. You can learn more about my course, Foundations for Modern Dating, at thedatingcounselor.com slash courses. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook at thedatingcounselor, or email me at lonnie, L-O-N-I, at thedatingcounselor.com. You'll find a full list of everything mentioned in this episode in the show notes at thedatingcounselor.com slash podcast. If you have a friend who would enjoy this episode, I would love if you passed it along. And don't forget to follow or subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss out on any of the upcoming episodes. Thank you again for tuning in. See you soon.